Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Driving More Show. Hi, I'm Paul Lampa, your host this week. And boy, oh boy, what a predictable weekend of rugby we have just had. Um, the uh, And we'll, we'll get into all of that um, later on. Um, I had my uh, daughters this weekend. So I caught a couple of games um, and uh, a bunch of highlights. Luckily, this week, I've got a man who actually does watch rugby and, uh, and knows his stuff. It's uh, Mr. Stephen Harris. How are you sir? Well, hopefully we won't be unpredictable. Our show won't be unpredictable, Paul. But it, as always, it's a privilege and a pleasure to be on the TDM, or back on the TDM at least. No, no, what do we, no we, because we will be unpredictable. That's the whole point. We don't want to be predictable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and folks, the reason I said that was, look, at the weekend we had 11 games. Um, and I put a, uh, a post up on our Facebook page basically saying there are only two games this weekend um, that were... Um, that, that, that you even you had to even think about who might win it. All the rest were obvious, um, and um, that, and that's across um, Super Rugby Pacific, Super Rugby Alpaki, and also the um, Six Nations. So for the first time ever, um, I decided to um, do a multi just to prove the point. I only put two dollars on it, folks. So don't worry, it wasn't a it was, wasn't a big bet. But I was looking at the bets and just thought, you know, what, there's not much really there for me to to. To, there's nothing juicy for you to bet on or I didn't see any good odds so I thought you know I'll just do a multi now I missed off the Reds versus the um, the Andrua um, and I'm saying Andrua because that's how Sky say it I would say Drua when I'm just reading it but they're saying Andrua so I'm approving I'm, I'm assuming that is um, the, the, the the proper way of saying it and if it's not then give someone Fiji and they could tell me that I'm butchering it then please do let me know but um, that's why I'm saying Andrua I'm trying to be uh, respectful and do it uh, and say it properly but um as you can see, uh, I, I put a multi across all of those, and um, look, the the most outrageous one there is a dollar sixteen. The Hurricanes beat the Waratahs. I mean, Stephen, it, it wasn't a very. Um, I mean, going into the weekend, it wasn't a very exciting range of games, was it really? Oh, I'd have to agree with you, mate. And just sort of looking at uh, those selections you made, well, mate, you really put, you really did push the boat out, didn't you? <laughs> when it came, well, to, when the, it came the, to the point of this wasn't came... to wasn't to to, to, to to make lots of money or to, or to show my amazing ability at predictions. It was just to show how basically predictable this weekend was, that you could watch um, the majority of the games 
And before they even blew the whistle, you knew who was going to win. Um, none of those games were close. Um, the the only one that um, that I said was predictable that was close was the the Reds versus the Adra. All of these games um, had uh, were had had pretty big margins from 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 memory. And um, we'll go through the actual games individually, but I I don't think any of these games were within a score, um, which gives you an idea that um, as to how predictable the the, I think the three games that were within a score no, Blues Chiefs uh, Mata Atu versus Blues and Reds versus um, Fiji and Drua all the rest were, were two scores or more which basically means yeah it's, it's a, which is a fairly convincing win really um, we should say good evening to Simon who's joined us in the um, the live chat and let us know about the, the European Rugby Championship Grand Final was this morning um, as uh, Georgia beat Portugal so congratulations um, Georgia um, on that one and um, apparently BL, um, is it BKR Sport might be able to help me with the pronunciation of the uh, Fijian team uh, or Fijian team's name there. Um, but I say, I'm just copying what uh, they say on Sky. Um, so um, that's, that's why I'm going with, uh, with, with, that, with that there. Um, so I'll draw that one away. Uh, and um, Stephen, let's go. We'll, 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 I guess the, the, the quickest one to, to, to knock off is the... Um, uh, the uh, Super Rugby Alpaki. Um, two games in there. It was the quarterfinal, sorry, semi-finals um, in that one. Um, and um, first up, we had um, the uh, Mata Atu versus the Blues, 26 to 23. Um, that was a close one uh, in, in in there. And I say that was one of the two games that I said was going to be was going to be close, and really came down um, to um, the uh, the last minutes there. Um, a couple of missed kicks, um, I, um, which uh, a couple of missed conversions, but um, both sides had had some missed ones. So, um, but uh, look, a cracking game there um, between them, and this was basically the second um, place playoff because whoever win won this one goes on to play the Chiefs, um, <laughs> uh, who are uh, who are going to win the final. Let's be honest. Um, a, a good advert for for women's rugby. Unfortunately, there was no one there at the stadium to watch it. Yeah, very, very, very disappointing. That that was a good game. I had a quick uh, look just to see how they were travelling. It seems to be the the Blues. If, if you, you pretty much go through a, a lot of their games this season, they've they've got away to a slow start, and they've always they always seem to basically give up a, a really big lead, and then then find themselves having to work their way back into a game. But on on this occasion, they they came up short. Short, unfortunately, uh, the, the, the Blues women, and uh, it was probably a little bit of a replay of uh, the round one game down at uh, Forsyth Bar Stadium. Um, if I think, if I think back to uh, think back to that game, they once again they were they were thirty three fourteen down in that game before they actually sort of came home with a bit of a wheat sale, but came home by a couple of points uh, short. And once again, um, same again at uh, at North Harbour Stadium, and uh, a couple of really good plays from uh, some of the more experienced uh, Matatu players getting a, a real key turnovers when the Blues looked look likely. But listen, I think they'll be a little bit disappointed. They were a finalist uh, last year. And, and as for Matatu, well, congratulations to them, given that they didn't win a game in uh, uh, 2022, Paul. So w- what, a, what a turnaround. But um, boy, a big task awaits, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely does. Um Number seven for Matatu uh, Mata was was uh, was was impressive. She uh, definitely um, put herself about and um, 
also got got herself a uh, a try as well, um, showing some good pace. So yeah, some um, the uh, yeah 33, 31 with a missed conversion on the buzzer. Um, Stop the Blues from drawing that opening game against Manchester City, which I, we always knew that was this one was going to be close. This was followed up by the uh, another impressive showing by the Chiefs, um, Manoa against um, Hurricanes, Power, uh, winning that one 43 to um, 21. Um, it was 21 uh, 14 at half time, but um, uh, it really was the last um, sort of 20 minutes where they pulled away with a couple of tries uh, and. Um, and, and 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 sealed that one, uh, meaning that the the, um, the Chiefs had a perfect season um, and have a perfect record forever. They're, they're uh, the most winningest team ever. They've never lost a game um, so far. Uh, so that means the final they'll be facing Matatu at the final in uh, FMG Stadium in obviously Hamilton, and the Blues will host the Hurricanes. Um, and that uh, that one again will be one of the will, should, should be a cracking game. Um, they met in. Um, round three, um, where the uh, Blues won that game 22 to 31. Um, but look, all the teams apart from the Chiefs won one game um, and lost two during the round robin. Um, and so I think that one will be another uh, another decent game. The Blues will obviously go in as favourites for that one. But, um, but the Hurricanes, uh, again, I think uh, another team that like Matatu have, have improved uh, on last year. Now, look, last year was was a disaster for this competition, let's be honest. Um having them all, having to, COVID locking them all down, um, missing games because of COVID. So it was a very much truncated, uh, even for what is a blink and you miss it uh, competition. It was an even more truncated version of that because of COVID. So, um, yeah, good to see the Hurricanes get a full season out, get a win. Um, And good that all the teams have got to win, really. And let's hope it's home and away next year is my main thing. Yeah, Paul, I'll tell you what, just, you know, interesting, interestingly enough, um, talking about the crowds, probably one of the best crowds we we actually saw was was probably at one of the uh, one of the, the smaller stadiums, um, Orange Theory Stadium in, in, in Christchurch, when um, Mata, um, uh, Hurricanes Power defeated Matatu, and that was a really really good atmosphere. So I just wonder if there's maybe the trainer thought if they actually take some of these games to some of the the smaller region, regions where they don't get a lot of um, big, big, big time footy, and whilst we've seen some really, really great, great footy, um, there's definitely a, a a team that's clearly out in front, front, and that's the the Chiefs Manawa, and they're they're gonna they're gonna be very, very hard to beat. You know, you know, it's bad enough trying to get past them, and but as as the uh, the, the power found out that uh, gee, if you can't scrum against that uh, Chiefs Manawa team, it's uh, not worth turning up, and unfortunately. Uh, for the power, they spent a good margin of that or of that game actually uh, defending or trying to come out of their own uh, own uh, twenty two and uh, yeah against uh, the reigning champions. Boy, too much of a tough ask. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, look, it looks. Um, I unfortunately won't be able to make the finals because I'll be working on the uh, census this uh, coming weekend, um, and uh, it looks like I might be uh, getting another four weeks working on the census, helping you all. Um, uh, be counted. So please do uh, fill your forms in and send them back um, and if you haven't done it already, uh, um, which means I'll probably not be able to get to as many games as well over the next four weeks. So sorry about that, folks. Um, but um, you know what? <laughs> actually earning some money um, is, uh, is it's actually quite novel um, at the moment. So, uh, so it's nice to nice to be able to do that um, there. The um, uh, 
the uh, so yes, that's uh, that piece. Let's move on then to the final round of the uh, Six Nations, which um, look at they really did not help themselves with the scheduling for this one. Um, the um, <laughs> the census really screwed up this year. Uh, well, thank you, Simon, for that. Uh, but I'm doing my best. Um, the, <laughs> um, in that, uh, if you play these, we basically had first versus fourth, second versus fifth, and third versus fifth, sixth um, in um, the uh, uh, in, in in the table. Um, and the problem for that um, is that uh, when you get to round five, you know how the teams how the teams are tracking. And you know basically who's going to win and who's going to lose. Um, unfortunately, um, what's um, and uh, if this round had been in round two or round three, um, then there might have been a bit of um, interest in the fact that oh, we don't know yet how these teams are traveling, um, and hence maybe uh, we can see an upset. But by, by the fifth round, you kind of know how the teams are traveling, and I think the scheduling was 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 really poor for this one. Um, anyway, looking um, at uh, at the games. Um, Scotland versus um, Italy. Look, um, if you're going to come into this, miss 35 tackles um, against a Scotland team that's been tracking well, um, you're asking for a long day at the office. Um, and uh, that's uh, unsurprisingly what happened. Um, missed tackles, very few by Scotland, which you need against an Italy team that's um, happy to run the ball. Um, and um, they didn't turn the ball over either when, when, when Scotland did have the ball. So um, cracking game by Scotland there. Didn't kick. This was the game with the least kicks, um, as you can see. Uh, a bit of a lineup wobble from the um, from the Scots, but I do think from memory they've got a couple of um, uh, locks out injured uh, there with that one. Um, but uh, I think overall uh, a good um, a good tournament for Scotland, and I think a disappointing end for Italy that promised quite a bit at the. Uh, beginning of the tournament soon. Yes, I, I actually watched a, a replay of this game and, and Italy, listen, they, they worked their way back to, I think it was um, 19, 1914 with about 15, 15 minutes to go and, and boy, they looked like they had a, a little bit of momentum but unfortunately they, they just really, really lacked a, a little bit of thrust and creative, creativity. Of course, their, little, their, their, only, their only try coming... Uh, uh, through a nice little uh, uh, push through from Gabisi, who pushed a nice little um, uh, kick through in the winger, uh, Gessie, to getting to the uh, touchdown, I, I, I think it was, if I recall. And uh, they looked like they were right back in the game. And I, I think it was a missed opportunity. Like you say, Scotland had a couple of locks out. But not only that, their two main playmakers, um, uh, Finn, Finn Russell and, um, and also um, Stuart Hogg, uh, not on deck for the Scots, but the Scots uh, still, still, still good enough to actually uh, uh, do the job, and they look like the the most more likely team. But they left a lot of points out on the paddock. Only some really good defending at times, really keeping the Italians in the game. But boy, make no mistake, you can't be too far off your game against the the Italians. If you probably look through it, their, their best performance. Um, coming in uh, in uh, round one against uh, France when they played France at home had a had a bit of an opportunity but once 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 again France basically uh, getting the uh, the winning winning try with uh, with 13 minutes to go so maybe just not uh, having that ability to to close these sort of games out Paul yeah absolutely it's um the 
So, yeah, they, they were very disappointed from that one when they um, against France. Uh, they thought they could have got that win. And if they got that one, who knows um, what, um, what might have happened. Um, looking forward for Italy to the Rugby World Cup. Um, they've got New Zealand, France, Uruguay and Namibia. Look, um, up against the All Blacks and up against um, France. Uh, Italy are looking at third place there. Let's be blunt. Um, unfortunate for them. Uh, the, the, the draw... Um, I've looked at the draw before for the Rugby World Cup and God, Italy are lucky on the grounds of they always seem to get an easy four, fourth and fifth team that they know they can beat. They never end up with a Fiji or a um, uh, or a Georgia, which could knock them out of the top three. So, um, but this time we're looking up rather than looking down, which is uh, which which is good for, for obviously for Italy um, in that case. Uh, but look, it's uh, it's going to be a tough Rugby World Cup for them. Scotland, wow, Paul B is looking like the fun one, South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, Tonga and Romania. Um, so, um, yeah, a tough one for Scotland. Uh, obviously, being a tier one nation, not making the uh, uh, the quarterfinals is, or not making the, uh, the knockout stages is always uh, kind of seen as a failure. But for them, that's a, that's a tough old, um, a tough old uh, um, uh, pull. In the second game, I think we got what we expected um, there uh, with... Um, France um, beating Wales quite comfortably, uh, forty-one to uh, twenty-eight. I think perhaps the the uh, only saving grace for Wales um, is look um, the they've scored they've scored twenty-eight points in this one. When you think about the fact that they um, uh, across their first three games they scored ten points, seven points, and ten points. So twenty-seven points across the first three games to um, to score twenty to, to score. In the last two rounds, twenty-nine points and twenty-eight points shows that at least um, some of their some of the attack work um, that the new coaches are putting um, up seems to be um, heading in the right direction. They are actually starting to score um, some more points there with a bit of an offloading game um, in this one. Unlike it's unlike the way the Italy game where they didn't really offload the ball, they did in this one. Um, controlled the ball at times, so they made the least number of tackles out of any team. Um, in the rounds, that's also good. In fact, they're controlling the game um, a bit there. But uh, look, against the French side that um, put 50 on England, um, this was always a, a foregone conclusion. And I think um, probably saved just by by France, just um, perhaps just go through the motions and not having the same. Uh, well, look, France history was uh, was again, or France had a point to make in at Twickenham. They hadn't won there for um, uh, for, for for quite some time. Um, I don't think they really had a point to make against Wales in Paris, and that probably showed with a slightly, well, a comfortable win, obviously, but not the uh, not the battering in the same way that England took um, Stephen. Yeah, very much, very much so. The the Welsh actually started well; they got out of the blocks relatively relatively quickly. Got that um, got that early early try. I thought it was pretty well finished too there from uh, from from George North, who had a who had a pretty strong game. So they got it to that seven 0 and then you know. France just replied about a minute minute later, and then basically by half time out to twenty to seven, and of course with um, with half an hour to go, up thirty four seven, the game was as good as gone. And and probably in typical French fashion, they just decided to uh, to switch off to switch off for a while, let uh, let the Welsh team come back with uh, two two tries of their own before just uh, reaffirming their uh, superiority with the try. But credit to Wales playing. Right to the, right to the end and scoring a uh, 
a uh, a fourth a fourth try. So um, yeah, I think if you ask most Welsh supporters <laughs> if they would have been happy if their team got twenty eight points against the, the the French, they probably would have taken taken that um, and maybe and maybe hoped that they. Uh, um, made a, you know got a bit of an upset, but uh, it wasn't to be. This mark my words, this is a very very good uh, French team. They've, they've got another gear. Uh, French teams of the past probably would have uh, would have would have been tripped up in this particular game, but uh, you know as um, France will be happy with their season. Listen, probably at the end of the day, that game against uh, Ireland, the defining game, and uh, we we all recall that game was actually played in, in in Dublin as well. So, home ground advantage was really important for these uh, these two two top sides. It probably could have gone the other way had that been played in uh, in in Paris, Paul. But good good season all round for the French, and they are pretty primed uh, for the World Cup. As as for Wales, a little bit of improvement. Listen, we wouldn't have been surprised had they been beaten by Italy in their in their previous round. And um, yep. like I say, they've they've, they've actually they've, they've scored some tries. So, so hopefully that can uh, take they can take a bit of confidence out of um, these final two rounds, Paul. But boy, I do not see them as a threat in the twenty twenty three Rugby World Cup. <laughs> no. Um... We'll have a look at the uh, twenty two these two for the rugby world cup in a second. But look, I think France came in. France remember last year won every single game last year. The perfect year last year. Sure, ranked second in the world because they had easier opposition. They went to Japan rather than touring New Zealand like Ireland did. Um, but look, they already had a grand slam under their belt. Um, they already knew they could see out those sort of uh, those sort of pressure games. Um, for me, I think France were much more looking forward to the world cup in this one. Um, looking at advancing or changing their game a bit, giving them some, some more options um, as to do that. Whereas I think for Ireland, this Six Nations was about get that Grand Slam, prove that they can um, get those titles, prove they can win uh, in those tight games, rather than uh, and more about the pressure cooker, dealing with that uh, and building a bit more depth, as we saw in the Italy game. Whereas the I say, whereas France, I think, were about changing their game style rather than their game handling. And I think that's the difference between where these two teams are at, um, and, or, or what their view is of um, of the ne- of the next few months. Um, there. Um, uh, any thoughts on that, Stephen? Think, or, or on that on, on no, the mentality of the two teams? Yeah, listen, I don't disagree with anything uh, you said. All all round, a really really in, enjoyable uh, a Six Nations. You've got to say. Um, but we haven't quite 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 wrapped it up because um we were we were hoping that the, the last game would um would you know would be a, a really good game that would would hit high quality but it, it just didn't really eventuate oh so again um france up against uh, new zealand and italy they'll go through Ireland, um wales um up against um australia fiji georgia portugal and I've just said, um, Georgia beats uh, Wales last year. Fiji on the up. We could see an upset in that one. So um, some interesting, interesting fourth and fifth um, or third and fourth places in that pool. Come on to the last game then, Ireland versus England. Look, um, I'm English, uh, but I knew Ireland were winning this one all day long. Um, there was never any doubt in my mind um, as to what the result was going to be. For me, though, um, England came out the blocks and actually played uh, 
oh, actually had a better defence than they had earlier in the championships. So again, that shows a new coaching team. They're starting to get those systems there. They were playing off front football, but um, as you can see there, one line break, <laughs> the worst in the week uh, over the weekend. Um, they never actually looked like, even when they had front football and quick ball, they never looked like breaking the Irish defence. Um, and uh, so even though it was, they, they, look, they kept it rel relatively tight up until half time. Um, you could always see that Ireland were just going to switch into another gear um, and, uh, um, and and win this game um, comfortably. Yes, there was a red card on half time um, uh, as, as, as well. Now, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, look, it was an atrocious red card." Um, it's um, even someone in our um, uh, in, in our red chat saying, "Oh, this is what's killing the game." Um, now, look, my first thought on the red card was that um, that he was unsighted and. Um, uh, look, it was a it was a last minute bobble that he caught, and yeah, look, I thought it was a bit harsh initially. Then I looked, at, then I saw the overhead shot, and look, he sees the player coming in from a long way away, um, and basically, you uh, you can't just brace yourself like that anymore. Um, and because uh, if you get head contact, you're going to be in trouble. You've got to either get out of the way or you've got to wrap. One of those two. You can't just you can't just brace um, and have uh, and, and put your shoulder forward. Um, now, was it a shoulder charge? No, it was a brace. But still, if you're going into contact, um, that's considered reckless. A bit like um, the high ball chat. We no longer say, oh, look, he's looking up. Therefore, it's unintentional. He wasn't trying to take the player out. We now know you can't get in that area if you don't get up to compete for the ball. Um, and I think what we're seeing here is actually that the in the, in the contact space, we're going to get something similar, that it's not about intent. Um, it's not about... It's about you can't put yourself in that position because um, you're going to hurt somebody else. Um, and so I'm happy. I'm, I'm well. I'm not happy with the red card. Let's be honest. I don't want England getting red cards. Um, but I understand the red card. Um, and uh, obviously, Ireland went on from there to win it um, comfortably. I think they'd won it comfortably without the red card. But bluntly, I don't think if, I don't think it changed the game or the result. Um, the so uh, for, for for my mind, um, your thoughts, Stephen. Yeah, once again, can't disagree with anything you said. I was hoping for one of those games that would sort of leave you leave you sort of hanging off the edge of edge of edge of my seat. But listen, there were probably there were probably times I actually got up to make a make a cup of tea um, <laughs> because, to to be brutally honest, there were a lot of a lot of stoppages in this game. You know, England England were trying to obviously slow any sort of momentum, which was a bit. Uh, ironic, you heard the crowd on the other occasion booing in the in in the background. But we can think back to that tour of uh, the Irish tour of uh, New Zealand where they slowed it down to their uh, to their pace. So I think we're, England were probably dictating the pace of the game, especially for the first 60, 60 odd minutes. And and Ireland were just making some little uncharacteristic er errors. They weren't quite it weren't quite accurate. Little inside passes were being put down. Yeah, you know, the things that they normally do very very well but you you just felt <clears throat> the longer the game whether England had had 14 or 15 players that um Ireland Ireland, <clears throat> Ireland were going to eventually break England down and that's <clears throat> pretty much what what uh, happened at at the end of the day and you know usually their big players uh, stood up you know Johnny Sexton once again boy he manages this team really well Jamison Gibson Park is just so so full of full of energy, you know. Always uh, looking looking for opportunities, and that uh, that uh, back row of Doris uh, Mahoney and um, uh, Van der Fleer, 
are um, they are they are definitely world class. But I like I actually like the the look of their um, of the uh, Irish uh, lock uh, James Ryan boy. He's just an unassuming character. Just gets on with it. Just gets on and does his job. Does every does everything right. You know, no no frills. But boy, uses a little bit of uses a little bit of footwork. We you, we all, you know, if you want to do a comparison, Murray or Toji, you know, every time there's a little wind, he's basically pumping these, pumping the hands and a little bit of smack talking, and 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 what have you. So yeah, completely different mentality between the uh, between the two locks. Listen, much better performance uh, uh, from England, but boy, in attack they really didn't offer a heck of a lot. And um, yeah. listen, on another given day, if Ireland had actually got it right in the first half, it could have been another 50-pointer, Paul. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Look, 19 turnovers. <laughs> that tells its story. Um, and I think this comes back to what I was talking about around what, um, what Ireland were looking at getting out of this one is that uh, out of this tournament is that they, we know that they've had this history of not getting past the quarterfinals. Um, and I think the, the, uh, the problem here um, was um, that they lost is about um, um, handling the pressure of big games and uh, that's what this game was more about than than their skill set we know they can play much better than that um, but uh, can they do they let the the moments do they let the occasion get to them um, and that might have been a problem here um, with this one and what they're learning on this one so from Ireland we've already talked about their pool um, with um, South Africa and Scotland it's going to be tough but they should come through that one um, and, uh, and and knock Scotland out probably into Pool D then for England and uh, England have got a bit of a charmed life let's be honest uh, not they've they've not played particularly well in this tournament um, they're not in a great place at the moment uh, but look their pool England um, Japan Argentina Samoa Chile they'll come through um, that pool um, quite uh, quite comfortably uh, it's uh, let's be honest so. Um, England uh, got, in, got themselves a nice easy road into the quarterfinals uh, and then after that we'll see how things go but um, at least my interest will last through to the uh, knockout stages um, from a personal point of view uh, in that one. Moving on then to um, Super Rugby um, and um, I guess as I say I think there was only one game going to this weekend that I thought was um, uh, was going to be really com competitive per se. Uh, let's um, Bring up um, the uh, uh, the stats uh, that I've uh, pulled up for uh, this one. So yeah, so those of you listening to the podcast, um, I'll, I'll try and I'll try and talk through the stats as we as as, as we go through each game. But um, uh, if you want to want to see the stats, then head over to our YouTube channel where I'm pulling stats out for each of um, the games. We kicked off on Friday night with the Hurricanes versus the Waratahs, um, and uh, the um, uh, as I say, at the time, this was one that uh, I thought yeah, was, was had hurricanes um, written um, all over it to, to be a comfortable win, and uh, that's what it turned out to be. Waratahs not helping themselves there. Look, a line-out that wasn't functioning. Um, they're kicking also uh, at posts, um, only hitting 30%. But again, that kicking at posts, so missing those points, wasn't the um, uh, wasn't the difference that uh, uh, that gave the, the hurricanes this win. Um, but it just shows that they weren't, so the Waratahs weren't helping themselves. Uh, 23 kicks from hand from Hurricanes, look, look, they're controlling where they want to play um, on the park. Um, 
the uh, interesting to see them offloaded um, by the uh, offload uh, out offloaded by the Waratahs, um, but they got more breaks. I think one of the things that some that I'm seeing from these stats is offloads do not include do not equal breaks. Uh, you've got to do it well um, to uh, to get that. Um, and uh, yeah, comfortable, uh, good start by the Hurricanes this season. Um, and when we look at the table later, we'll see that. But um, yeah, that uh, uh, I guess surprising to people like me that um, they're going about the, their their business quietly. People are talking about the Blues, Crusaders, um, Chiefs, but um, the Hurricanes putting the points on the board, Stephen. Yeah, they're good. And, um, you know, finally, after many seasons, they just seem to have found a, a 9-10 combination that's, <clears throat> that seems to be working for them. Of, of course, you know, we've it's been um, well documented, the, the, the form of a, of a couple of other players <clears throat> that are pushing for all-black places, but Cam... Roygaard, the, the halfback, is is basically showing a, a lot of class. And I think for the first time in a while, I think we've got one halfback that's getting consistent uh, game time behind that uh, Hurricanes pack. And um, Brett Cam Cameron, what a revelation. Um, listen, here's a player who's a, who's a one-test all-black. Uh, hang on, Eddie, you, you, you've got his name wrong. All-black Brett Cameron is his official title. Well, all black. Not well. I was going to say, I was going to say one test all black, but I okay. one test all black. Right, Cameron, yes. <laughs> yeah, one. That's, oh, that's that. <laughs> yeah, one test. Oh, yeah, oh, I see what you mean. <clears throat> well, well, who, well, Brett Cameron who played one test for the for the all black. I mean, the same and kind of much maligned player um, from a lot of people, but I think he just lived in the shadow of a lot of really good first fives down in the down in the Crusaders and. Of course, uh, headed offshore up to Japan and then back to uh, the Marawatu Turbos. We actually thought he was very good in a, in a team that, that struggled. So he's been a really, really good pickup for the Hurricanes. And there was one, there was a little bit of play, uh, one really good bit of play I must mention where they actually did a little bit of a switch. They were inside their own half and the play switched to the right, which basically caught the. Waratah's uh, defence out and he was able to put Angle a really nice kick into into the 22 and you know that probably just shows maybe the maturity of um, the way the Hurricanes are actually um, trying to play the game or express themselves at the minute and um, the other thing that I'm liking I, listen, the, their pack seems to be going reasonably well at the moment just having the extra bodies that they've uh, brought in of course one of the Owen Franks coming into the into the side and that uh, front row seems to be traveling very very well at the moment so a little bit of little bit of depth and it just gives the rest of the team uh, an opportunity uh, to operate Paul so yeah it's uh, no we're not we're definitely not talking about them at the moment but um, I think we will if they pick up a big scalp somewhere along the line yeah, so you know, look, being a bit unfair, Brett Cameron, look, Brett Cameron came through the under 20s um, and was coming through at Canterbury and Crusaders, and he was the uh, the next All Blacks um, 10 um, coming through the sort of the same tried and tested pathways, your Dan Carters, etc. Um, and he just didn't progress uh, as expected. He got that one test against Japan pre Rugby World Cup, um, but, uh, but didn't progress from there, which is why I'm making that sort of the. Uh, uh, yeah, that little snide comment or joke about his being an all black, but good to see that there's a kid, there's a guy there who didn't progress as well as he was expected to, perhaps bleed the, his own hype too much, has gone away, worked on his game, come back, um, and uh, his second stab, he's making a good stab at it, and uh, um, and that, that's and that's good to see that uh, 
good to see that's what's happened there. Um, to be honest, yeah, whether he whether he read his own hype or not, I don't know. But he did he didn't progress at the Crusaders the way we were expecting him to at the time. Um, uh, moving on then. The- if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, Chiefs Rebels, hey, look, we all knew this was going to be a comfortable home win for the, um, for the Chiefs, um, helped there by their, um, uh, their very good set piece. Um, Craig uh, in the live chat saying that uh, DMAC at 10, um, even in his Chiefs side, worries him at the moment. And to be honest, the 15 gives me nightmares, especially for the All Blacks. I'm not sure there's a Will Jordan out there who's a pretty good 15 um, that's uh, to, to come back. So um, I wouldn't worry too much about 15 for the, um, for the All Blacks um, per se uh, there. Um, uh, the Rebels, look, um, the, um, if you, you, only 15 kicks from hand um, and, 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 15, and 19 turnovers. When you've got players like Nalai Satoro, um, et cetera, in there, they're going to feast off turnover ball and, and, a, and a disjointed attack. Um, um, so look, that's really not what you want to be doing, uh, and you've got to play at the right right end of the pitch. If you're if you're going to be if you're going to try playing at your own half, you're going to be in trouble against a side like the like the Chiefs. Only 88 tackles they had to make in this game. They they can they control it. There was actually probably very little rugby in this game. Probably the, the least number of tackles in the whole in the whole um, uh, out of all the games there. But um, yeah, Chiefs cruising along as we kind of expected them to against the Rebels. Anything else really to say about this one? Yeah, listen. I think I think the Rebels started well, but like you said, they just made the mistake of of of, of kicking, you know, kicking kicking ball away to a to a back three that'll always run the ball. You know, any back three that's got Stevenson, Narawa, and I think the other one was um, um, Nano Satoro. Well, Jesus, you know, seriously, that's some back three if you're going to kick the kick the ball to him. And I think it was. Um, no better emphasised than the uh, break that Imwani uh, Narawa uh, made to score his try. We just basically fielded the ball, found some space on the outside, and pretty much ran the rest, ran about fifty odd metres untouched, and that for me summed it up. Um, what I will say about the Rebels, though, um, 
very it was a very plucky performance from the rebels they you know they they didn't get a they didn't go away they were pretty much trying uh, uh right to the end but you know what what killed them at times they they'd string something really good together but just that was counted with a mistake and you and if you make mistakes against the chiefs they will burn you from anywhere on the uh, on the paddock but um the rebels have surprised me a little bit especially with their their attack there were a couple of Really, really good performances um, in this rebel side. I was seriously impressed with the um, the uh, 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 skipper uh, Brad Brad Wilkin, who I believe's got the highest number of turnovers in in Super Rugby, and you can see that. And he leads by example. I thought he had a stormer of a game, and uh, I've also got to say the rise and rise of uh, Stacey Illy, uh, uh, Paul. He looked he looked the most uh, dangerous of the. Uh, Rebels uh, backs on the uh, on 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 the field, but uh, to be really honest, we should not forget this was pretty much uh, a well, not quite a second string uh, Chiefs team, but it certainly wasn't one that was at full pe- full uh, full power. Yeah, Norway is a player that I've seen at the the at, uh, saw saw playing at Bay of Plenty quite a bit in MPC. Uh, um, disappointing to see he didn't he didn't kick on or, or or it didn't work for him at the Blues. Um, so, um, and unsurprising that he's uh, that he's gone back to um, uh, the, uh, the the Chiefs, where his uh, what well, his head coach from Bay of Plenty was. So, not a surprise there um, on uh, on on that one. Right then, game of the uh, game of the weekend. Uh, actually, sorry, one one point that Rebel, um, Simon mentioned was Rebels have been competitive this year uh, with narrow losses. Absolutely, they've only got one win, but their points difference is only twenty five, um, which uh, is better than the Drua, better than the Western Force. Um, so minus twenty five. So um, yeah, in, in that kind of sense, they uh, they they have been not getting the results, but the performances are better than we expected, which is um, which uh, is, is there. I was gonna I was gonna say, Paul, it might even be better than the Highlanders. Um, oh, it's way better than the Highlanders. Highlanders are minus ninety, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the Highlanders are below them in the table um, as well. But so, but yes. Um, so as uh, Morris Boas says, insane game between the Crusades and Blues. You don't see games like that at uh, test level. Um, defensively, both need attention. Absolutely. 36 missed tackles by the Blues, 31 by the Crusaders. But um, uh, as they said on on uh, the um, Rugby Nation, uh, um, an early contender for game of the season, Stephen, I think you, you were saying something similar in our live chat. This is uh, one of the best games Super Rugby you've seen for a long time. Yeah, it, 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 it was a very good game. But, you know, listen... Um... Basically, the the um, the poster is is definitely right. You you won't see this style of game in in Super Rugby. If anything, you might probably see a couple more, couple of extra cards actually dished out. But we'll get to that uh, a, a little bit later. But there were some initially some good performances. You know, we've spoken about a couple of other players who were having good seasons. Mark Talia, once again. Pretty amazing try, but boy, leading up to that try, there were some pretty average tackles. Paul, it was sort of like uh, you and I maybe playing social uh, social rugby on a Saturday afternoon, um, yelling out, "No, you take him, you take him!" And before you know it, <laughs> uh, no, nobody took him. And, and Richie Moonga was basically the last line of defence, but he he had no idea either. So it was a, it was a really really good start start with the Blues, but then um, um, then. 
injury struck the blues by basically losing uh, uh, two props within the space of a of a of a couple of minutes. So that certainly changed their uh, uh, dynamics in the in the front row. But uh, you know, from there on out, the uh, the Crusaders basically jumped uh, straight back in the lead with a with a couple of tries to Fergus Burke and Ethan Blackadder and uh, boy Ethan Blackadder um, once again just a catalyst just a tough hard working uh, blind side that got the Crusaders straight back into the game. Yeah, look t- to me, um, and I've, I've only seen highlights this one, and, and so so it's difficult to judge. Um, but looking at the stats here, only five penalties by the Blues. Right, the Blues didn't weren't killed by discipline. Um, sure, they lost a couple of lineouts, but then again, so did the Crusaders. So that's um, that's a, sort of an equal platform there to work off. 12, 12 scrums for the Blues. Clearly, the Crusaders were were dropping the ball to give up that many scrums. Um, 10 line breaks by the Blues. This is a game the Blues should have won, just like they should have beaten the, 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 the Brumbies. But um, so you saw the whole game. I'm, I'm going off highlights and stats. Was this a game that the Blues lost through game management again? Because to me, the stats tell me that gives me that kind of story. In, in, a, in a word, with yes, game management, definitely. You know, once again, Blues got out to that 21-12 lead. And I thought, well, hang on, here's an opportunity to, to, to put the ball way down the field and, and force the Crusaders to play out. They were definitely rattled at that stage. But once again, Bowden Barrett, I think around about the 22 and the 10 meter mark on five occasions, he put high kicks up and, and you know, obviously contest contestable kicks now out of those five kicks. I think the blues only won one of them. And um, you know, one of those, they actually had to come back for a, for a forward pass. So, you know, once again, you've, you've really got to think long and hard about those, those tactics. I'm not too sure if that's part of the blues repertoire or it's it's basically he's getting messages but to me that's wrong when you're up to 21 12 Paul I think you try and play a lot of the game down in their area force them to play that rugby and then you bring your back three and and into play when they actually have to clear out of their red zone yeah look um, and not surprisingly yeah, blue's got half pounds to go down to 13 um well, one of our mates on in, in the live chat was talking about was 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 angry with the ref. Look, you can't let the ref decide the game. You've got to decide the game and take it away from the ref. Um, when you've got that lead, uh, when you've got the, that many breaks, when you've you've had look, Crusaders seventeen offloads, but only five line breaks. You've handled their attack. You've 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 got them and you've, you've 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 got it under control. They're not making the breaks they expect to. You've got the breaks. You should be winning this one. Um, and I'm sorry. Yeah, this one is is it's down to game management. Um, the Crusaders, when we look at the table, um, have had a horrific start to the season by their standards, and yet they're in the top five. Um, they shouldn't be there because they shouldn't have won this game. The Blues should have this. If, if the Blues want to be title contenders, this is the kind of game they need to be winning. As was the Brumbies one. They've played two of their finalists that they're going to be playing against in the or two or two of their potential finalists that they're going to need to beat in the final, and they've lost them both, uh, and that's going to be worrying for the Blues, unfortunately. And, and and Paul, also you need your big players to stand up as well. And if you, if you if you look at the Crusaders, boy, some of their big players stood up big big time. You know the likes of Cody Taylor I mentioned before, Ethan Ethan Blackadder, absolutely absolutely superb. But boy, the best of them all, Sam Whitelock, 
you know, he pretty much emphasised their uh, performance late in the game, getting a couple of t- couple of crucial, crucial turnovers, and he just seemed to be everywhere around the paddock, and that, you know, that's, that was really key, you know, Rich, Richie Moanga also showing up, but man, also the new guys that came in um, as well, Dallas Dallas McLeod, who's, who's been around the the Crusaders mm. scene, scene for a while, boy, he, he played a level of a game that I haven't seen before, and you've definitely got to say, he, he got the better of uh, Roger Tuovasa-Shek, who was actually replaced um, reasonably early in the game, I think maybe early in the, uh, in, the, in, the in the second second half. Um, yeah, interesting, you know, you talk about, <laughs> talking about number sixes, you know, Craig uh, Krabstoll's just asked us, who's the best six in the, in the country? This is based on on what I've seen. Ethan Blackadder, I actually thought he was uh, the best six running around pre-injury, I think, back to those really two solid performances he put in against South Africa. He's just tough and he puts himself self about. I think, you know, unfortunately for a lot of the other number number sixes that are floating around, they're just all a little bit inconsistent, Paul. Yeah, to be fair, Frizzell's got to come back from injury um, as, um, as well. Um, but... Um, and you talk about Daz McLeod. Yeah, he he jumped out from the uh, from the highlights. He, then there, were, there were several of them that he's involved. He was involved in, to, um, which, which I was impressed by. Um, and also his work rate. He tended to, you'd see him at the beginning of a clip, and then you'd see him um, a few seconds later, uh, sort of halfway across the pitch. He was clearly uh, it, it seemed to be there. He's only twenty three. Um, now he's a name, as you say, that you think has has been around for a while, but hasn't got the. Um, uh, has hasn't got the, the has, hasn't got the recognition or the appearances, but actually he's, he's younger than, than than perhaps you think he is um, on that one because you say his name has been mentioned a few times um, over over the last couple of years. Um, moving on then, Brumbies and Moana Pacifica. Look, um, I'm not as down on Moana Pacifica as perhaps I should be. Um, the uh, um, because obviously they've had a, they've had a, a poor start results wise in this one, but they were in this game until the last sort of 20-odd minutes when the uh, Brumbies scored three tries and suddenly it blew out. But they were kind of within a, within a, a couple of points up until then. Um, again, if you look at their stats, um, they've not turned over that many. Uh, they've, um, they've, they've not turned over the ball. Um, they've, um, uh, they've, the, the set piece hasn't been, okay, it's not great by, uh, by any stretch, um, but uh, perhaps hasn't been quite the disaster it's been in... Um, uh, and, and other times, um, they've not missed many tackles. Um, okay, they've been a bit, uh, perhaps a bit under penalty, a bit of a penalty issue here on, on this one. But I don't think they're that far away from actually getting um, some results. And um, they're kind of in it until perhaps, I don't know, maybe the bench isn't quite, hasn't quite got the same depth. Perhaps the, perhaps the fitness isn't quite there. Um, but um, they were competitive in this one for, for, for quite a long time, Stephen. Oh, absolutely! It was, it was, you know, for a while there, you, you, you actually wondered if um, tackling was optional in this game, Paul. It was, uh, it was, it was so so high scoring. But uh, like you say, that last twenty minutes suggests to me a little bit of a fall off, and it's probably not the first time we've actually seen this in a lot of their games. Um, unfortunately, they did, they really did, just just fall away in that last twenty minutes. But very smart by the Brumbies as well. Um, they just reverted back to to a strength that they're good at. Boy, you'd love to be a hooker playing for the Brumbies, wouldn't you, Paul? Um, because you'd oh, and we've lost Stephen, unfortunately. Um, yeah, look, we're talking about that falling off. 
Um, in round one, um, it was only a misconversion um, on the buzzer that stopped it from being a draw. They lost by two points to um, the draw. They've played the Chiefs. We know the Chiefs are going to blow them away. Um, they've played two of the top teams in the Chiefs and the Brumbies. Um, and then in um, round three, again, they um, they played a force. Now, remember, this is at the end of a three-week. Uh, this, this was the middle of a three-week trip to Australia against the force. Again, um, they lost by three points. But... Um, the uh, but but couldn't um, couldn't get over the line and it was again it was a it was a penalty um, on the buzzer um, or after the buzzer had gone um, that um, basically gave the force um, the win in that game they were drawing up until the buzzer so again last minutes or or or, or that uh, yeah dropping off perhaps in the uh, in that last twenty um, is is a work area on for um, uh, for 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 Pacifica um, nocturnal rights. Um, Goes, yeah, mentions that um, uh, Ikatau in defence um, might be um, uh, was 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 a loss for the for the Brumbies um, in uh, in in that one um, as well. Yeah. But yeah, that sixty that sixty minute mark is is an issue, unfortunately, for the for the Moana at the moment. Yeah, listen, just on Lynn Ikatau, I know he was a, a late defection from the Brumbies uh, uh, team. He was uh, replaced by uh, Tamati Tua, who wasn't actually in the original. Um, playing uh, 23, but uh, teamed up with uh, uh, Hawks Bay utility back. Um, it uh, just escapes me. Uh, Ollie, can't think of his uh, uh, second name at the moment, Sapsford, who plays out of uh, Hawks Bay. So those two wouldn't have played a heck of a lot of uh, rugby uh, together as a, a combination. But I know for, for Tamati Tua coming from the Northern Union, that is defence is definitely a, a, a work on. Uh, I work on for Tamati Tua, but listen, he's getting game time over at the Brumbies, which game time he probably would not have, he would have not have not got had he signed with the Blues. Yep. Uh, moving on then to the Highlanders versus the Force. Look, um, the Force, the, first off, before we say anything else, um, well, we've already talked about the Highlanders' points difference earlier in this show, um, but the Highlanders get the win. That was a big thing for them here. But um, so, so they'll be happy um, on that one. Um, my, uh, but I guess don't get too joyous about this one because they only made three line breaks in this game. They they, they gave up, uh, whereas the Force made five line breaks. They conceded fifteen turnovers, so the Force was only seven. I mean, um, they gave up more penalties as well. Um, yes, they got the win um, against the Force, which are not a great team, especially um, not a great uh, travelling team um, per se, um, in particular. But this was not a performance that uh, they've got the win. They needed the win. But I, I don't, I'm not sure it's a performance that the Highlanders can build much, um, uh, much sort of belief off, Stephen. Exactly. Listen, I think they'll be really disappointed with their defence more than anything else. Because let's not forget they conceded 35 points to a team that you've got to say, you know, apart from probably uh, Tia Tia and, and, and Pulu at the back, we know these guys are, are good, good players, but they're not. You know, they're not your top-end strike players. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, some of the Highlanders' tackling uh, wasn't the greatest. I've, I've got to say, I must admit, I tuned into this game probably about 10 minutes before halftime, and I actually thought I was watching an old rerun of NPC Rugby, <laughs> South, <laughs> Southland playing Taranaki. <laughs> South, Southland Stags playing Taranaki when I tuned tuned into this, and I had to take a, take a, a second look, but that was the alternate uh, 
Uh, Jersey from the, the Highlanders. Good point there from Nocturnal Rights. 17 players out injured for the Highlanders. And that's a, yeah, that's that's a that's a fair point. And then and, and you can just tell they, they are sort of digging very deep into their uh, development squad at, at, at the minute. And um, yeah, the old uh, Western Force uh, playing in the yellow and black jerseys. Traditionally, the old uh, Western Australia yellow and black strip um, that, that that they basically played in as a union. I think they are still an actual an actual union, um, um, but we don't we don't often see the uh, Western Australia play a heck of a lot these days, unless probably touring touring matches. But then again, maybe the Western Force have completely taken over that mantle. Yeah, look and. I love the jerseys in this one. We actually could; you, you, they were different. Whereas now, um, we we had a quick chat about this before um, before the show. But let's just we'll just run down um, the list of jerseys, the, the the things here, list of teams. Um, so we've got what it, it's um, we've got twelve teams. Of that, the Waratahs, um, Rebels, Blues, um, Moana Pacifica, Highlanders, um, all play in basically blue. So that's five teams. Okay. You're going to tell me that um, one of you now is half blue, half red. But then again, so five teams play, but essentially in blue. Uh, then you've got, if we run down that list again, um, you've got the Crusaders um, and the Reds are um, are in red. So half the teams are kind of in blue and red. And you're kind of like, gee, come on, guys. It's hardly inspiring, is it? Um, the Fijian Drew up what they play in white, uh, as do the Brumbies, pretty much. Again, uh, there's... There's not many. There's. It was great to see those kind of jerseys where you can actually um, look at them and, and and they look a bit different. They look like a proper team rather than being um, in um, in something different. Simon says next super next super rugby expansion team needs to play in purple. Now I'm not sure. I wouldn't go that far. But I mean, to me, one of the best jerseys I've seen in a very long time was I, I loved the Moana Pacifica jersey they played in when they did the ex- exhibition game um, against the. Um, the Maori All Blacks, which was, it was, it was white, but it was like a, um, uh, the, 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 one of the traditional cloths. Um, so you could see that texture on it. It was kind of like, okay, that looks kind of cool. It's different. It's something, um, that's, um, uh, that's unique. If you see that jersey, you know who's playing. If you see a blues jersey, it could be one of 50 teams across the world. It's a blue jersey. Okay. Um, Lots of teams playing blue. Um, Craig reckons nothing beats hoops. Hoops can be wonderful. And that yellow and black one looked lovely at the weekend. The alternate um, one for the force. Um, really did enjoy it. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, the, 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 the Super Rugby jerseys on the whole are just so generic. Um, it's just it's just boring. Um, so yeah, just making it purple, Simon. I'm sorry, but again, you can make purple like a generic purple jersey. Um, to me, um, yeah, let's um, uh, let's have something that you can actually look at and go, yes, um, that is that team. When you turn the telly on, is is my is is, is my wish. Um, I know I'm not going to get it because hey, um, that doesn't necessarily make a jersey that you can sell lots of. But let's be honest, Stephen, when is the last time that you were walking around um, Auckland and saw somebody in a Super Rugby jersey uh, in a mall or something? Oh, actually, actually, Saturday a Crusaders really? support. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, how many people do you see walking around in malls and stuff in Warriors jerseys? Oh, all the time, if not Warriors jerseys, <laughs> polo shirts. 
you know, which yep. I which I which I think, you know, you know, sometimes um the rugby jerseys during you know, especially during the during the summer or right here in, in the 09, it's it's quite humid mm-hmm. at the moment, unbelievably, even though we are in autumn and it's all been well documented that we haven't had the greatest of uh, of, of of summers, but it's incredibly humid at the moment. But you do see a lot of uh, Warriors jerseys around, you know, even even basically daily. Um as a as a supplier, when I'm dealing with retailers, I'm I'm more, I always marvel at the number of Warriors polo shirts that I that I actually see, and uh, you know a lot of younger kids wearing uh, Warriors shirts. So you know, there's somewhere along the line that uh, New Zealand rugby and the Super franchises they really are missing missing a trick. And um, you know, I think one of the other big things is Paul, like the Warriors polos and what t-shirts jerseys are quite affordable. Yep, I mean, but you like. But you'd be right. So I mean, the you had to think as soon as I asked you when you see a Super Rugby jersey. You didn't have to think as soon as when I said war- Warriors because you know, it's like it's an everyday occurrence. It's so there's no point trying to make a blue generic generic t-shirt that people will kind of like to wear with their jeans if you're not going to sell them. <laughs> so hell, make them outlandish, make them unique, make them stand out because don't worry about sales. You're not going to make any anyway. So look, make it stand out, make it sort of fun. Um, is, is 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 my wish for whoever it is that's um, um, that's making the jerseys now, because yeah, they are just so generic and boring. Um, it's unreal. Um, and then you just go, and then you just don't think about the ad, the the um, the advert. She's going to put a big green box over the top of everything, which just ruins things as well. Anyway, um, NIB, sorry mates, but please blend in, be part of the jersey. Don't just go. Well, we're sponsoring stamp. <laughs> on the jersey anyway rant over um reds versus drua now this one sorry red versus Andrua. um this one to be fair um i thought look i thought the Andrua fantastic win over the crusaders last weekend or previous weekend a, a win that goes down in, in in history for that team that's a that, that that's that, that that's a team defining game they will never beat the crusaders for the first time again right uh, you remember your first time, um, and the, I thought the emotion of that would just be too much for them this coming weekend, um, the, and that they wouldn't necessarily be able to get back up um, emotionally for this game. Um, so the so I guess this one was much closer than I was um, I was expecting um, by the Andrua, um to to get within the score uh, and actually prove me wrong when I was saying there's only two games this weekend to watch. Because this one again was close, so it was a third game uh, with this one. Um, the Reds again not helping themselves. How often do you see a Fijians team out scrummage an Austra- a, a, a tier one team or an Australian team? Uh, rarely happens. The, the the Reds only won four out of seven scrums. I mean, geez, scrums are supposed to be automatic wins. Only two line breaks by the Reds. Seriously, eighteen penalties. Boy. I thought the whole uh, the, the whole point against a, uh, a Pacific Island team is you're supposed to keep it tight. They'll they'll frustrate them. They'll give up penalties, and you win the game. The Reds seem to um, not bother. Uh, seem seem to lose on all those counts. They lost they lost a set piece. Um, they were the ones that uh, gave up penalties. Um, and wow, uh, well done, Drua uh, and Drua um, on that one. Um, so um, and unfortunately, I've just lost Stephen. I was about to throw over to him and say, hey. Um, am I right that the Andrua are um, 
uh, kind of uh, changing the script here. Um, and is Mick Bry uh, a coach, head coach, that we thought was not going to be right for the for the injury. Let's be honest. Someone who um, the uh, ex skills coach for um, the uh, for the All Blacks, known as Mick the Kick. Um, and we thought maybe he'd be too structured, too regimented. But um, look, he seems to be doing the job um, with the the drummer, um, which is great to see. And uh, Stephen, you're back. I was going to throw it to you say, look, um, are the Andrew look basically um, look good scrum, not giving turnovers, not giving penalties? Uh, is it uh, the least missed tackles of any team? I mean, this is this isn't uh, this is not your atypical and uh, Fijian team, is it? Oh, listen, not not at all. But I'll tell you what, I, I think we've always something that we've always known is is Fiji's got an incredible amount of talent. And listen, over the years we've always thought if they ever get their set pieces right, well, it seems like they're on the, on the way. Now this can only be really good, not just for 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 obviously the Drua as a as a franchise, but it's got to be good for for, for Fijian rugby. As, as well, well, Paul, because, you know, they're actually giving the opportunity to introduce a lot of new, young, talented players in, in, into pro, to professional rugby. So they're getting a little bit of a, they're getting a bit of a, a jump up. And um, like you say, I don't think they'll probably repeat that win over the Crusaders in a hurry, not if the Crusaders can 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 help themselves. And I don't think they'll ever, t- they'll ever send another understrength team um, over to, to Fiji ever, ever again. But this team is showing it's more than competitive and they can win games they'll probably look back at a couple of the games that they they have lost Paul and and just thought that they maybe kicked into gear a little bit early earlier let's not forget they didn't score their first try until what about the 54th minute um something like this so just probably left themselves just a little bit too too much to do but you know you think back to that game Against the the Waratahs, did they the, the, did they beat the Waratahs, or was it the other way around? Um, no, they lost uh, the Waratahs. That, that one. Oh, they, they, they they lost, the, yep. Yeah, they lost to the Waratahs. Beg your pardon. You know, there, there was it, even even in that particular game, that was a game where they they um, they also were right in right in the contest, right in the contest as well, and only really just sort of fell away. In that last um, twenty odd, twenty odd minutes, or twenty odd minutes, or so. yep. Um, and bringing up now the uh, the, the table um, there, and we can see. Look, um, we've had those 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 surprise game or surprise wins by the by the Andrua. Um, uh, we've had. Um, uh, the, uh, the Crusaders not performing as we expected. Um, and yet, you, you kind of look at the table and go, well, look, the top five teams, Chiefs, Brumbies, Hurricanes, Blues, Crusaders, I think those are the top five teams we all expected to be the top five teams come the end of the season. So we're already seeing those teams shake out at the top. Now, um, a, a couple of those teams are there just purely on points difference or just on, or on bonus points. Um, but um, it's showing that, yeah, they're already we're seeing that shake out in the table of those top teams um, getting up to uh, um, getting there. Are they in the order we expect them to finish in? No, not at all. Um, but, um, but they're the teams that are there already. Um, down the bottom end. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I was hoping one, but I was expecting one to do it better, but look, they've already got two losing bonus points, which I think was the same number as losing, but losing bonus points they had last year. So already 
um, they uh, they're, they're picking up some more points um, than expected. Um, the uh, the force with those two wins and the drew with those two and drew with those two wins, um, both of those two are kind of flying higher than we we kind of expected. Um, but it's that points difference side of things there that um, uh, I think that's just worth sort of looking at. Um, the uh, the Waratahs, okay, they've only won one game, but that was a blowout against um, the, the Drua. That's why they're suddenly they're um, only at minus one point, even though they've won one, lost three. Um, the Rebels, close games, minus 25. Um, again, uh, that would put them above the Drua, above the Western Force, um, if, you, if you just did it on points difference rather than on sort of kind of game points. So they're... Those uh, those sort of teams, I think the uh, the West, when the Warriors one is perhaps a bit a bit skewed by because of that one result, but I do think that um, uh, that the um, the Rebels are perhaps a bit lower than they should be. Um, and we're going to be talking. I think a lot of people are going to be talking about the attack of the Chiefs. I think I talked about this last weekend as well, or last last week as well. And sure, they have scored more points than anyone else. They've scored more tries than anyone else. But it's that defence, I think, that's the big thing here for them. Only 71 points against. Only 10 tries being allowed in four games. Um, and I think that is, to me, that's going to be the big Chiefs' um, strength throughout this one. Um, uh, and um, I guess if you look at defence-wise, again, New South Wales, only 15 tries allowed. Uh, that's why I think we're going to see them climb up. Whereas your um, Andrua, 19 tries allowed. That's probably going to be the point that's, that's, that defence is probably going to, going to probably perhaps hurt them and, and see them slip back. Anything that jumps out at you that you see from the table at the moment, Stephen, after four rounds? Oh, I know. Stephen's gone and uh, frozen um, on that one. Um, so uh, shame um, for uh, um, for that. Let's have a quick look at um, the upcoming game this coming weekend. Crusaders, Brumbies. Boy, oh boy. Um, and that's going to be a cracker. So again, two of the top teams, two of the teams we think that we might um, uh, that we might see in the finals going head to head. So uh, a good one to kick off the weekend. Um, Waratahs versus the Chiefs. Um, it's, got, no, it's not going to get any easier for the Waratahs, is it? Um, let's um, uh, let's be honest there. Um, and the Chiefs should rack up another win um, at the top there. Highlanders and Drua. Oh boy, oh boy. Under the roof, it's going to be dry. <laughs> There's going to be no problems with handling for the Andrua. So um, uh, it's going to be a tough one for the Highlanders. Um, and uh, definitely an up, a potential upset on the cards there. Um, one of Pacifica Hurricanes. Um, look, Hurricanes quietly going about the business. Um, now, one of Pacifica did beat the Hurricanes last year. Um, and that was a, um, a, a, a big thing um, from that. So... Um, They'll go into that one with confidence, but the Hurricanes will go into that one with revenge. Uh, Rebels, Reds. Look, this Rebels have been quietly performing. The Reds underperforming. That's a good, that, there's a good possibility of upset there in that one as well. Um, finally, on Sunday, Blues versus the Force. That needs to be a comfortable win for the Blues um, if they are going to have, uh, if they see themselves as title contenders. I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be. Um, let's be honest. That's my quick roundup of the uh, games coming up in Super rugby uh, i think we've already covered ones in in our packy uh um on the women's side of things basically um the uh, the chiefs are going to win that one but the hurricanes versus the blues um in that third fourth playoff that should be a cracking game um as well 
Um, lovely to hear that Craig um, enjoys the show as we round up all those games um, on that one. Um, the uh, so um, so look. Hopefully, you all have a cracking week. Um, look forward to um, this uh, the weekend that's uh, that's coming up. More uh, more competitive games this coming weekend than we had last weekend. Um, let's uh, be honest. There, we're running through those ones, um, and uh, ones there that. Um, you would have said pre-season were easy calls, Highlanders and Drua, um, Rebels, Reds, um, that really could go the other way. Um, so some some uh, some decent games coming up this weekend. I think a better weekend of rugby from Super Rugby Pacific, um, at least, um, than we've seen uh, last weekend. So I uh, hope you all enjoy it and uh, catch you all next Monday at 8pm. 